As far back as I can remember, I've thought about dog training as a process where I teach my dogs to do behaviors when I request them. Trying out a new way to train dogs made me focus very closely on what I was doing, how well I was doing it, and what exactly it was that my dogs were doing. I expected to learn a lot about my dogs and how to teach them. What I didn't expect was that process would also teach me a great deal about myself and about how humans and dogs interact. I've done some pretty clever things. I've written some music, I've configured and installed computer data networks, and I've even come up with a few pretty funny jokes. I was surprised to learn that one of the most difficult things I had to do in learning to work with my dogs is set that cleverness aside and instead focus on what my dogs needed most. It wasn't about me and my skills. It was about the dogs and helping them learn. Advice columnist Ann Landers once said, Know yourself. Don't accept your dog's admiration as conclusive evidence that you are wonderful. She's right. Just because our dogs hang around with us doesn't mean we're great trainers or teachers. Remember, we have the food. This is Canine Nation. This is episode 93, and it's Monday, February 24th, 2014. In addition to these podcasts, Canine Nation appears at Life is a Human, the online magazine. You can find an archive of all the Canine Nation articles at caninenation.lifeasahuman.com. Canine Nation also has its own website at caninenation.ca, and here you can find an archive and links to all of our podcasts and all of the articles at Life is a Human. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Eric Brad. Doing the podcast and the Canine Nation articles has always been a labor of love, and there is a lot of reading and research that goes on behind the scenes. I've recently begun writing a series of blog posts to give my listeners and readers a glimpse of what goes into producing Canine Nation. The first of these personal articles is now posted on the Canine Nation website. If you would like to give it a read, just go to caninenation.ca forward slash inside CN to find the latest entry. Our Canine Nation forum feedback group now features a pinned post at the top that can quickly point you to the latest content from Canine Nation. It provides links to the latest articles posted at Life as a Human, the latest podcast, and the most current entry in the Inside Canine Nation series of blog posts. Hopefully, this makes it easy to find and share what's new from Canine Nation. As always, your feedback is important to us. You can reach us via email at barks at caninenation.ca, or you can leave a comment on any of our articles or posts. If you are part of the Canine Nation Forum Facebook group, please feel free to share your thoughts on that group. It can make for some great conversation. My dogs teach me all the time. Mostly, they teach me about being patient and about being a better communicator. Sometimes they teach me not to take life so seriously and that laughter truly is the best medicine. They have taught me how to be an effective teacher for them. But they have also taught me some important lessons about myself and about my relationship with them. 
it can be surprising to see what our dogs can teach us if we are open to learning. For me, that meant putting aside my very human confidence in my intelligence and cleverness. Sometimes the simplest things really are the best tools. This is my article, Three Important Lessons in Dog Training. Ever since that fateful day in 2001, when I realized just how wrong I was about dogs, there is one thing that I remind myself of on an almost daily basis. I am not an expert on dogs and training. Don't get me wrong, I've read dozens of books, attended classes with some of the best in the animal training business, and I've achieved some noteworthy accomplishments with my dogs. But by and large, all of the most important lessons I have learned about dogs and training with them came from the dogs themselves and not from people. In a way, it's almost a handicap that we consider ourselves smarter than our dogs. We are convinced that we understand our dogs, their thoughts and motivations, as well as we understand our own human minds. I've come to learn that our dogs are plenty smart, but in some critically different ways from our human understanding of intelligence. Nothing has brought this home to me more than my experiences in learning a new way of working with my dogs over the past decade or so. My dogs have taught me plenty, not just about their own behavior and learning potential, but about things which I had only given passing consideration before. Are humans effective communicators, skilled at both sending and receiving messages with our dogs? Are we good at understanding how dogs view the world? Does it matter to us how our dogs feel about their world and their lives with us? Most of all, I was surprised at what my dogs taught me about myself. I've learned to listen to my dogs. They have a lot to teach if I'm willing to listen. Here are three important lessons that my dogs have taught me over the years. Hey, big brain, I don't get it. There are hundreds of books out there offering thousands of ways to teach your dog any number of behaviors. There are systems, methods, approaches, techniques, and exercises all carefully thought out and detailed to help you train your dog. Yes, carefully thought out and detailed by big-brained humans who think they know how a dog will respond to their instructions. Sometimes they're right, and sometimes they're wrong. It depends on a lot of things. The author's skill at writing out the process, the trainer's ability to execute that process, and the dog's ability to understand what their trainer is trying to communicate. All of these things play a role. The truth of it is that some of the best detailed and sensible training approaches I have tried with my dogs have been almost completely ineffective. Why did they fail? Because human reasoning doesn't apply all that well to canine intelligence. As much sense as these training approaches made to me, it just didn't translate to my dog. It wasn't for lack of trying. I was often meticulous in making sure I had done the prescribed techniques as intended. They just didn't mean what I thought they should mean to my dog. In these situations, I often had to play trial and error with my dogs to see what they would understand best. Frequently, what worked was stripping away all of the cleverness and complexity and just teaching the behavior in small, simple steps. I had to resign myself to using things my dog understood 
rather than things I thought they should understand. And the lesson learned? The dog will tell us what works and what doesn't. It doesn't matter how much we paid for that book or that expert technique or how much sense it makes to us. Lesson 2. Yeah, okay, but why are we doing this? Motivation is something that comes up a lot in dog training discussions. It's important to know what motivates your dog and to work on building enthusiastic performance. But on a day-to-day -day basis, it can be easy to lose track of motivation in our desire to train our dog. I can't think of a better example of this than the practice commonly known as proofing a behavior. Trainers will cue a behavior to see if a dog will offer that behavior under a variety of different conditions and in different situations. The concept of proofing is important to dog training because it helps the dog learn to generalize a behavior. Unfortunately, due to the fact that many times this proofing is unplanned and becomes a test under novel conditions, there is either no way to reward the dog appropriately for a good performance, or we need to reprimand them for non-compliance in a situation that might be confusing for them. I call this the what-the-heck-was-that contingency for the dog. From my human perspective, I'm trying to teach my dog to respond. From my dog's perspective, it can often seem like a pop quiz that she may or may not be ready for. Why are you asking me to sit while we are playing ball? It's a reasonable question, and unless you have a good training plan that helps your dog understand why you are doing what you're doing, their confusion at our human motives can be counterproductive to our training. And the lesson learned here? Make sure the dog knows that they are being asked to respond to us and that it's worth their while to try. If we don't, the next time they may just ignore us. Lesson 3. Make up your mind, champ. What exactly is it that you want from me? We've all done it. I am approached by a friend and their dog at the park, and I begin trying to get my dog to behave. Then comes the stream of cues. Sit, sit, fluffy, off, knock it off, down. Oh, hi, Susan. How's it going? I said off, sit. All the while, I'm shifting positions, yanking on the leash, trying to maneuver my dog. Meanwhile, my dog is in overload mode. Physical and verbal cues are flying at her like snow on a windy winter day. And like that snow, most of those cues are flying right past her without making the least bit of difference. Many times, we know what we want from our dog, but we can't be bothered to slow down to their pace and just focus on them to help them understand. Our busy human brain tries to multitask and fit in our dog management with the other stream of things going on around us. But our dog is only doing one thing, trying to figure out what we're asking them to do. And if we're not clear about that, we can make that job impossible. It's an important lesson that took me a while to learn. And that lesson learned was, focus on the dog and give them the information in a way and at a pace that they can handle. All of the lessons my dogs have taught me, and there have been many more than just these three, have helped me to understand that my dogs don't view the world the same way I do. There may be some similarities, but there are certainly differences. My dog's brain is smaller than mine, 
and it functions a little differently. Their senses play different roles than mine do, and they are tuned to different priorities than mine. We don't see, hear, sense, and think about things in the same way. They have taught me that it can be all too easy to get caught up in my own human cleverness as I decide how best to train with them. For all of my clever planning and careful reasoning, I can be wildly off the mark when it comes to communicating with my dogs. It is their patience and willingness to forgive my mistakes that allows me to learn from them and hopefully to do a better job each time we work together. Ultimately, my dogs have taught me that if things don't go the way I planned during training, the best thing I can do is try something different next time to make them more successful. I have heard it said that the definition of stupidity is trying the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Well, I used to be a stupid dog trainer, but thanks to my dogs, I'm getting a lot better. Until next time, have fun with your dogs. I have two resources for you this time around. The first is an article I wrote back in February of 2012 called What a Dog Can Teach You, and it's about some of the great lessons I learned raising my girl, Tiramisu. You can find the article at tiny.url forward slash cn 2014 teach, or if you would prefer the podcast, you can find that at tiny.url forward slash cn 2014 Dash TeachCast. And for some really great stories about what animals can teach us, I highly recommend Karen Pryor's book, Reaching the Animal Mind. In it, you will find lots of great lessons from horses, birds, dolphins, and even fish. It's one of my favorite books, and you can find it at most online booksellers and bookstores. Don't forget you can pick up any of my ebooks from dogwise.com. A great resource for anything you're looking for with regard to dogs, DVDs, books, toys, and more. Also check out our Canine Nation Facebook page and our Canine Nation Forum Facebook group. We also have a Canine Nation Google Plus community, where you can also add your discussions if you prefer that. And finally, we have a Twitter account that you can communicate with us on. It's canine underscore nation. If you have a question or comment for us, please feel free to contact the Canine Nation podcast at barks at caninenation.ca. We look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, take care of the dogs. Bye for now.